This is the first time that Rebel Wilson has produced a movie. So because of this, she helped with the casting and has said that um, she always envisioned Liam, Adam, and Priyanka for the roles. That's a special kind of conflict of interest. It's <laughs> I like, think it's okay, a good conflict here's what's going to happen, guys. I am going to star in a romantic comedy. And I'm also going to pick the person who's going to be making it with me in the comedy. <laughs> and I'm just thinking off the top of my head, maybe it's Liam Hemsworth, guys. <laughs> like, okay. I don't hate her thought process. <laughs> well done, Rebel. You did it. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And I love rewatching movies over and over again. And I love romantic comedies. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, do they still hold up? Today we have Isn't, Isn't It, it romantic? romantic? And we're now a part of uh, Stingray Podcast, so you can check out us and our friends at stingraypodcast.com as well follow us on Spotify so that you're updated about new episodes as well. You can do that on Apple Podcasts. If that's where you're listening to us right now, you can subscribe, leave a review if you like. And as well, we have an Instagram account where we uh, have a lot of conversations about, you know, what movies we should be doing next. So it's at Rom-Com Rewind. Give us a follow. Isn't It Romantic is the 2019 romantic comedy directed by Todd Strauss Shelson. He did a, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. And that's kind of like the other big thing that he's done. So Isn't It Romantic is the story of Natalie, played by Rebel Wilson. Now, Natalie is told by her mother at a very young age, romantic comedies are mostly all lies. You know, girls who look like us don't get the happy endings like Julia Roberts. Pretty woman. It's just a movie. You see, Natalie, life's not a fairy tale. Girls like us don't get that. But why? Well, look in the mirror, doll. we no Julia Roberts. very low self-esteem she's an architect but yet lets everyone else at the office kind of walk all over her she has a co-worker josh played by adam devine who seemingly loves her and she's just too hung up on being miserable about life and herself to really realize that so after being told by her friends hey love's out there natalie you just need to be open to it something like that she ends up being attacked by a mugger thinking that he was hitting on her she uh bonks her head and natalie wakes up in a cliched romantic comedy world. We're talking like people breaking into songs. Everyone is inexplicably good looking. Stuff like that. Every rom-com cliche that we're going to get into later. She's now living that. And that's kind of the beginning of our stories. So what are your thoughts? So I really liked this movie because um, I like that it almost makes fun of rom-coms it doesn't almost it absolutely yeah but everything that you watch during a rom-com they like amplify it yeah but they did it in a really tasteful way like it's still a romantic comedy it in is, a romantic comedy inception it, again yeah it's it's a romantic comedy where the main character is like self-aware that she's in a romantic comedy so you have those opportunities to like make fun of all these cliched things that a lot of different romantic comedies do, right? So you're you're right. It's it's in a very tasteful way and it's just it's just a very fun movie. Like even if, you know, you're listening to this podcast right now, you probably love rom-coms as do we. But you you can poke fun at them. <laughs> and it is very easy to poke fun at some it of is. them. Yeah, I really really liked it. Um I liked when the mom said they'd have to sprinkle Prozac on popcorn or people would kill themselves <laughs> before they liked them. <laughs> Oh, that right? was the, like, that was the line. That'll give a kid low <laughs> self-esteem. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so right off the top, we established that Natalie 
doesn't think very highly of herself. She has this <laughs> crappy apartment. There's that halal food truck guy who, like, his food truck is careening down the street. And he's like, stop it! Oh, and, yeah. and Natalie's in the middle of the street, and she's like, with what? And he's like, your body! <laughs> and then she does. She gets in front of it, and it knocks her down. And then he says something like, you're built like a truck. And then he, <laughs> and he leaves. And then she gets to work. A random guy just gives her his garbage. Yeah. Um, hey, Nat, do me a favor. Throw this away from me. I'm so busy. Uh, I'm kind of busy too, but yeah, um, yeah. The office manager tries to coerce her into fixing the printer, even though it's clearly the, the office manager's job. Natalie, the 3D printer is down. Can you call the IT guy? Donna, you know technically you're the office manager, right? I do. Tell him it's not even turning on now. You're the best. And I feel like we very quickly get a sense of, okay, Natalie's... Not having a great time. She's completely a pushover. Yeah. And basically says yes or all right to everything. You know, she's got a good career, and, and but that's just it. She won't take that initiative to kind of like take the leadership role and be like, no, this is what I deserve. Right. Um, and this is how I can be happy. She's just kind of floating through life, I think. She's everyone's coffee bitch. And That's right. Yeah, right? That. Like yeah. everyone's coffee bitch. She watch, walks into the meeting with their new client, who is a total prick, by the way. Um, Blake. Blake, yes. She walks in there and he goes, oh, yeah, I'll have uh, I'll have that coffee. Or no. Oh, he says, like, he, thanks for the coffee. Yeah, he and goes, he just oh, grabs thanks. hers. And it's completely just like, I think it's like a, a shot of coffee and the rest is whipped cream. Yeah. Anyway, he then tells her, like, to go away and get her another coffee. And, of course, she's like, well, no, that's not what I'm doing. And her boss goes, no, 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 do it, do it. So so Liam Hemsworth is this character. He's named Blake. And when he walks into the office, Whitney and uh, Natalie make the comment. They're like, oh, my God, is that the client? <laughs> He's CW hot is yeah. what they say. So as a fan of the CW network um, <laughs> and all of the shows that they put out i would say like cheesy shows but i love them anyway i appreciate this reference because it is very true a lot of their a lot of their characters are cw hot they're making that joke because they're just a very attractive tv network is what we're saying absolutely okay i, I disagree okay because i heard that Why? line i'm like is the cw more attractive than like shows on another network <laughs> let's say so i went okay, down well, the list i would also like to preface that cw it's very um like young adult sure. type shows. So what, like Supernatural? Pretty hot, right? Yeah, love Supernatural. Okay, that's CW. Massive fan. Riverdale? Yeah, Riverdale is the CW. Uh, iZombie? Uh, I think so. Yeah, well that is the CW. Oh, okay. I I'm naming factual oh, CW shows. Fact oh, you've yes. done your research, okay. Jane the Virgin, yep. Supergirl, The mm -hmm. 100, all fairly attractive people, right? Yes. Challenged by. Okay. Do you think NBC is not hotter? Well, name some NBC shows for This me. is Us. Oh, Milo's hot. Milo's hot. Yeah, He's hot. Yeah, yeah. Milo's hot. They've got. Oh, you know what? Mandy Moore's. Mandy Moore's uh, good looking. I as put well. this show on the list because I know you like it, but now that I think about it, there's nobody <laughs> actually attractive in this show. Okay. The Blacklist, though. <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy's name? I do. Kevin Spader. He's not. Yeah, he's not yeah. that hot. <laughs> well, I think Elizabeth Keene, like whoever plays her, she's she's pretty. They also have all the NBC has all those Chicago shows. Chicago PD. Oh yeah! Chicago oh my Fire, God! Chicago, Chicago One. Med. I'm about Chicago One. I love Chicago okay, One. Okay, so that's we got the CW, <laughs> got NBC, we got uh, ABC, Blackish. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Grey's Anatomy. Good looking. Yeah. Come on, okay, yes. McDreamy. Yeah. McDreamy. They also have The Bachelor. I don't know if that counts or not. Oh uh, no. No. Okay. And then we got CBS, which I think is. You know what? I put Young Sheldon on this list, no. and clearly that's weird. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Because they're honestly CBS. Love you guys, but. 
I mean, what what do we have here? We got FBI, we got SWAT. Oh, FBI's good. But FBI's like, are really there attractive good. people? SWAT, on FBI? yeah, Shamar. Well, SWAT's got Shamar. That's why I'm like, okay, well, at least they got him. I still think, though, overall, out of all the shows, I think CW has like a very good track record of being. Of being a the very most good track record of being the most attractive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Josh and Natalie go get coffee. Uh, mm. She feels she's just invisible. She talks to Josh about how no good looking guy would ever notice her. You know, the ones who are successful, rich, good looking, have a great life, even though I don't know why she doesn't realize it. But Josh is totally into her. I like the way he framed it, though, because mm-hmm. she said uh, like a nice guy would never love me. And obviously he's standing there yes. as a nice guy being like, really? Like, I'm a nice guy. And she's like, well, no, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. the smart, attractive, rich guys. And it's like, well, that's not really. Totally friend zoned. The definition of, of nice guy was getting washed around a lot. With where... like them having to be rich, them having to be right. good looking, them having to have a good life, which is not all it's cracked up to be. Certainly you don't not. have to have all those things in order to be a great guy. We find out that Blake is actually a horrible human. Both in the rom-com world and outside the rom-com world. Yeah, Both. exactly. Imagine that. So, and this kind of rolls into the next scene where her assistant, who just watches romantic comedies all day long. She was in the middle of the wedding singer. She wasn't. Oh, such a great movie too. So they then discuss rom-coms and into like the intricacies of like what, is a typical what's in a typical rom-com natalie rhymes off a bunch of hilarious things she says all these movies are lies set to terrible pop songs oh my gosh (laughs) every time someone puts on pants it turns into a montage (gasps) yes dress up scene how do people wake up with full hair and makeup (laughs) how come there's a main chick who's clumsy and everyone thinks is adorable and oh she's so charming when in real life i would think that woman has muscular dystrophy (laughs) (laughs) Which is sh- such a Rebel Wilson joke. Like, I'm sure I'm sure that one specifically she wrote. And I think this movie, a lot of what makes it great is that it has her fingerprint on it. In mm-hmm. that I know that there was a writing staff, but I'm sure there are certain jokes where it's like, oh, that's that's a Rebel Wilson joke. Oh, I'm sure she, yeah, because she produced it. So If there's a female counterpart in the yes, office, they're always rivals. They're always rivals. And there's always a voiceover to tell you what you should be thinking. <laughs> yes, yes. In my opinion, rom-coms are just a really great feel-good, like, feel good movie. Oh, they're supposed to make you feel good. At yeah. the same time, none of that is incorrect. So the subway scene, in my opinion, is the most pivotal point in the movie. It's not my best scene, but it's where she thinks this guy is hitting on her because all of her friends at work are like, you need to be more open to love. So this guy's kind of giving her the eyes and she's like, oh my God, it's happening. Hi. I'm Jack. Natalie. Nat, like the bug. Huh, that's funny. <laughs> Turns out that dude is a mugger. And they get into a tussle. And then she bonks her head and wakes up. How does she wake up? She wakes up in the hospital. Yeah, with full oh, hair with and hair makeup. Hair, full hair and makeup. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. There is a smoothie beside her when she wakes up, inexplicably. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. And <laughs> isn't put it there. We don't Isn't know. there flowers, too? Yeah, the, yeah, there are flowers. Yeah, yeah, where did they come from? And then the dude who plays Lucifer. Yes, I like him. Happens to be her doctor. His actual name is Tom Ellis, but I think for the purposes of this, we'll just call him Lucifer guy. I like it, yeah. But that's kind of the setting for... And now Natalie is in rom-com world. Lucifer guy walks up and he's like, let me just check your eyes. And then he stops and he's like, wow. (laughs) Oh, dear. What's wrong? What's your eyes? You're quite beautiful. Do I? 
die. You were like way too hot to be a doctor and you're saying really creepy things to me. I am so enjoying my time with you. Why? <laughs> what does he say? He's like, we uh, we couldn't find your clothes. So we just found some things in the lost and found. And it's like full pretty woman dress kind of thing. It is. Yeah. It is. It's fantastic. So she leaves the hospital. She's no longer invisible to everyone. And then Vanessa Carlton comes on. A thousand miles. Actually, it doesn't come on. There's a biker biking <laughs> oh, along, and he stops, yes. and he has a stereo on the front of his bike, and that's yes. how it starts playing, right? Okay, please tell me you know all those the words to the song, because I definitely did. And I was like, oh my god, this is such a great song, and then I just started singing it, which I will not be singing on here. However. Making my way downtown, walking fast, faces pass, and I'm homebound. <laughs> so she's now living in a rom-com world. Um, Kate, can we talk about some of the cliches right off the top? Okay, I, I think we need to dive more deeply into a few of these. Okay. Because, okay, so so you set the scene, right? She walks in from the hospital. She's yeah. like, New York doesn't smell anymore. And then she almost gets hit by a limo. Oh, yes. And it turns out that the limo is with... Blake. Yeah. And sh so she had just been in a meeting with him earlier that day. And he's American, by the way. Oh, yeah. So she goes into rom-com land. She hits her head. And then Blake gets out. And he has an Aussie accent. And she's like, what? How are you? We just met and you were American. And he does the whole like, ah, if, if I saw, saw you, I, I'm sure would remember it because you are beguiling. He says beguiling. Beguiling. All the time. And then he writes his number on the rose petals. But it's funny because he just like plops the rose petals into her uh, hat. And she's like, there's no possible way I could like, these are mixed up. It's a random set of <laughs> yeah. numbers. There's no way I can get your phone number the from this. The likelihood of me figuring that out with all of these numbers. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> million to one or something. And he's like, bah. You'll figure it out. And and he leaves. It takes uh, 18 seconds oh, sorry, for not them five, to travel 18. from the hospital to her uh, apartment. And yeah, and then she walks out. And, and it's funny because there were like, there were shitty cell phone stores and stuff. And then all of a sudden those are flower shops and uh, quaint little coffee shops and stuff. And little like bridal that. stores and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's adorable. So she goes into her apartment building her newly refreshed looking apartment building. She's like, wow, like they did the reno so fast. Like, oh my gosh. So she walks up, she puts her key in the door. She's still kind of like totally like what is happening. And she walks in and she walks right back out. Cause she's like, oh my God, this is not my apartment. Yeah, She yells like, sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, sorry. I'm just not, uh, I'm not in the wrong apartment. And then realizes, no, this is her apartment. Walks back in and it is immaculate. A walk-in closet teal colored tiffany blue the dog is listening is that what everybody wants they want tiffany blue teal everything well that's what color it was so i don't know i'm assuming is that what you want not everything tiffany blue <laughs> i think this movie really lives and breathes around these moments in the movie where it's just what what little tiny things can we slip in there like when she calls 911 about the apartment she's like somebody replaced all this stuff in my apartment with nicer stuff 911 what's your emergency yeah i've um, been robbed Sort of. Someone's broken into my apartment and stretched it. And they've taken everything and replaced it all with much nicer stuff. Okay, ma'am. This doesn't sound like an emergency. This sounds like you got it together. And then there's the gay best friend. The gay best friend. He pops up and he just shows up in her apartment out of Donnie. nowhere. Donnie. And then I love when she finally figures out that her life has, in fact, turned into a romantic comedy. Are you going to bring up the... When she's, when she's running and she's like, my life is a... <laughs> bleeping rom-com yes, but every she time she can't swear yes every time she tries to say <laughs> yeah. 
like something beeps and that that goes on throughout the movie and i thought that was a very funny running joke but yeah because it's a pg-13 romantic comedy yeah. and she can't say f- <laughs> and it's pg-13 yeah yelling at the top of her lungs all of these things are kind of slowly slowly she's kind of realizing the apartment the shoes the walk-in closet the gay best friend the clothes she's walking in the park and she trips and she keeps tripping and slowly she's realizing it and then all of a sudden she swears and then she can't swear and she's like oh my god i am stuck in a romantic comedy and it's pg-13 and in the background during that scene people are just doing a choreographed dance number (laughs) which i'm like oh my god this is in essence a romantic comedy so natalie has finally figured out that her life is you know in rom-com land and she decides that the only way that she can get back to reality is by getting somebody to mug her again and so that she can hit her head so she gets arrested because she's trying to get somebody to mug her and obviously it doesn't work out she's arrested by an officer handsome officer handsome i didn't want to be saved i'm not saving you i'm arresting you what for Jump in the turnstile. Let's go. Did you notice something about the subway as well? Because it is actually in a romantic comedy, there were flowers in that subway. Okay. Underground. Yes. How are there flowers underground? Did you notice that the map on her way down to the the train, it was shaped in a heart? Oh my God. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Yes. There are so many little tiny pieces yeah, like the de- it's so detailed and and a lot of time I think an effort went into making sure that every little detail in this movie was kind of thought out. The yeah. background people, uh what they were wearing, what they were doing in the back. When she when she's going to the apartment what we, what we just talked about. She's walking down the hallway. Did you notice the pictures on the wall? No. Were all architectural drawings. They were like floor plans. Oh, cool. Yeah, and then when she goes into her apartment, there's like the Eiffel Tower and there's all these uh, important structures in the world. Neat. As the picture. Yeah, I know. That is cool. I didn't notice that. When Natalie goes into rom-com land, she has a few meet-cute moments. And you, I think we've gone over almost all of them, but I want to know if you could pick which one of these dudes you would actually want to be in a romantic comedy with. Oh, okay. Because the the first meet-cute is the dude who plays Lucifer. Yeah. Uh, he's a doctor. Yep. That's all we really know about him. He's attractive yep, and a doctor. Definitely. Uh, then there's Blake, Liam Hemsworth, wealthy Aussie businessman. Yeah. She bumps into a guy at the park and has like a quick little meet cute with him. Remember? Oh, yes. Yes, Kate. That guy is actually very good friends with Rebel Wilson in real life. And then there is, you just mentioned Officer Handsome. Yeah. When she tries to get hit by the subway and he like grabs her, but they do like, it's almost like a dance dip. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, hey, I need to take you down to the precinct. <laughs> so so which which one would you Ooh. be like, I want to be in a romantic comedy with I mean, that guy? I mean, I'll be honest. I would be in a romantic comedy with any of them. With <laughs> <laughs> I would not complain about that. Yeah. Who needs to choose? <laughs> yeah. Why? Rebel why Wilson am I got choosing? all four of them. So. Exactly. <laughs> why do I have to choose? I mean, like, Liam Hemsworth is just absolutely gorgeous. Really? Yeah. Not our guy Lucifer, though. Everybody mm, loves Lucifer. Lucifer is damn good looking. <laughs> like I said, I would take any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs to choose? <laughs> Why choose when you could have them all? The makeover montage. Can we just talk about how I was, I'm literally so sad that this did not happen. Oh, I love that it didn't happen. The music came on. Fantastic. And then she doesn't want to do it. I love the jokes they make about Donnie, how it's like, you know, 
She always has the gay best friend who inexplicably doesn't really do anything. Like he has no backstory, <laughs> and she keeps doesn't on have ask- a job. Yeah, and she keeps on asking Donnie in like those moments, like yeah. before the montage, like "What did you get up to today?" And he's like, "Oh, I just lazed around waiting for you to come back home." <laughs> yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah, or drives her into work, and she's like, "Don't you work?" And he goes, "No, but this is the way that I would take if I had a job." <laughs> and she's like, "Are you going to Are you going to get a job?" And he's like, "No, probably not." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god." oh man again amplified that character right like amplified all of the characters was he the archetype of that guy from my best friend's wedding oh maybe because he's gay and we know nothing about him at all yes that's true except that he's her friend and he like swoops in and saves her all the time good catch i never even thought of that but i would say probably blake takes natalie out for a date they go on a massive yacht and have a romantic tip of the boat titanic type (laughs) (laughs) date (laughs) they stand there boat Uh, that's (laughs) front of the boat (laughs) didn't you take sailing lessons yeah i did i can't think of um what the front of the boat is the bow the stern there you go thank you that's why i I keep that's why i keep you around starboard is right that's all i know so on their date they break into an ice cream shop after they go for a walk and the ice cream shop is ultimately closed so they break into it uh, Natalie asks what his favorite ice cream flavor is. Yeah. He says butter pecan, and his second favorite is rum raisin. Gross. Like, who are you? Butter pecan is actually not that bad. No, thank you. But but I also, I think it was kind of funny in that it was strategically placed in that, like, Blake <laughs> needed to be a little bit more relatable, right? Like, True. he's this godly attractive guy how can we make him a little bit like i had some self-esteem issues when i was in high school i used to eat ice cream alone in my bedroom because i liked rum raisin you know it's like it's like bringing a tuna fish sandwich to to work right oh yeah oh man gross yeah but it's kind of like they had this list of like the perfect guy the perfect guy isn't perfect right he has like a small little quirk if his small little quirk is rum raisin ice cream i'll still take it oh yeah and, <laughs> and that's the point it almost makes him more endearing it does, doesn't it, it yeah does. because then you You're can right. tease him about it it's great <laughs> good point they head back to her place um and then they uh get down and dirty but since it's a, but, but they don't though. but they don't <laughs> but they do but they don't um because in her romantic comedy life it's pg-13 and so they always skip to the next morning they don't actually get to do it so they they never <laughs> physically have sex no she just jumps on him and immediately it boom, cuts to the next morning and he's yeah. like wow great sleep babe <laughs> yeah that's my liam hemsworth and impression then tells her that he loves her that's right mm-hmm. but and that's that's a funny scene because she thinks once he says i love you the rom com's over exactly she'll go back to reality so she kept on trying to have sex with him and it kept on cutting to the next morning great comedy there like honestly i I saw some of the reviews for this movie yeah i know and people didn't love it but that i thought that was a great that was a great joke and that was a great moment they take helicopters to the hamptons because um isabella and josh invite them for the weekend yeah isabella and josh are dating yes so natalie is explaining to josh who secretly loves her She's like, Josh, I'm living in a rom-com. Like, all these weird things are happening. And then, oh my God, out in the distance, a woman is choking. And Josh runs to the rescue. He gives her the Heimlich. And that was another moment I love because she, like, she spits out her food. She's obviously been choking. And then she spins around and it's (laughs) Priyanka Chopra. Yeah. And she's like, wow, thank you. Slow-mo. Like, yeah. Like, you'd still be choking for a good 10 minutes after something is lodged in your throat like that. Yeah. She's like, wow, how can I ever repay you? And she's like, what's your name? And he's like, 
Josh. And she's like, how exotic or something yeah, like that. Right? Josh. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I like when you say it. And Natalie is just standing there like, what is, how is this happening? <laughs> like, it's a generic meet cute. So yeah, Isabel and Josh are dating. Yes. And they're like, come to the Hamptons. We're having a party. Turns out Isabella and Josh are engaged. And they're having their wedding tomorrow morning in true rom-com quick fashion. Yeah. Because in rom-coms, nothing takes, you know, years to come together. It's always like, oh, we're getting married in 36 hours. Like we just did Runaway Bride. (laughs) Go listen to that episode. (laughs) Again, in true rom-com fashion, she realizes or she starts to realize in that moment that she loves Josh. Yeah. Then they go to the karaoke bar, which we'll talk about a little bit later on because it's my best scene. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll talk about it. Turns out she didn't need to love someone else. She needed to love herself first. Yeah. Which is awesome. And they do like a whole slow-mo her running to the church to tell Josh that she loves him and blah, 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 blah. When in reality, she just needed to love herself and not someone else. So she hits her head again in the car when she's running, when she's driving away and wakes up from an 18-hour coma and is a new confident woman. Here we go. She got her self-esteem back. She's confident. And that's kind of the moral of the story is that even though she was in a cliched rom-com, the rom-com didn't want her to fall in love with somebody else. Yes. It wanted her to fall in love with herself. Uh, Quick facts. Adam Devine has said that Rebel is his work wife. And Rebel has joked saying that um, they're essentially the Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling who just play love interests together in all of their movies. That's adorable. Yes, because of how many times that they've started movies together. So, um, and being love interests in all of these movies. So Workaholics, Pitch Perfect and Pitch Perfect 2, they were all, uh, well, they were love interests in these movies. Numbers vary for this, but the director, Todd, watched between 65 to 90 rom-coms over two weeks to note things that were similar among them. So things like uh, lots of the rom-coms have New York City, Starbucks coffee, uh, rain falling when couples kiss, half moon windows, bubble baths, um, you know, walk-in closets, dress-up montages, that kind of thing. While they were doing test screenings, Rebel would sneak in the back to hear the feedback from the audience. She'd wear a wig and sunglasses to be incognito. Which I thought I was like, really? What? <laughs> yeah. That's absurd. <laughs> so wait, they have test footage of this movie? Yeah, yeah. So they they do scenes and they test it with an audience to see like what they thought of um, different things that were happening in the movie and like what they That's would think. That's such a Rebel Wilson thing to do. Totally. Wow. Uh, the red off-the-shoulder dress that Natalie wears on her first date with Blake on the yacht resembles the one worn by Vivian at the opera in Pretty Woman. And the white dress she's wearing when she leaves the hospital also resembles one of Vivian's dresses oh, in Pretty Woman. I was going to say Made in Manhattan. I thought no. it was the uh, the Central Park walk. The cast all said that their favorite day of filming was the karaoke scene. Of course. In order for the film to use the song Express Yourself, Madonna had to approve the cast singing first. No way. Yes. They also only had four hours before filming this number. For the dog walker scene, the director listed the dog breeds found in a lot of rom-coms and made sure that they used those breeds in the scene. Oh, man, that's funny. (laughs) I know. I think that's awesome. (laughs) During the scene outside of the police precinct, the building used for the exterior shots of the TV show Friends Apartment Building is visible in the background. What? Mm -hmm. You can see the Friends Apartment Building. Yes, all you Friends fans out there. Wow. Keep an eye out. This is the first time that Liam Hemsworth is in a musical number. His dance moves throughout the movie are much more basic than the rest of the casts. Because he doesn't really know how to do <laughs> Yeah, exactly. 
This is the first time that Rebel Wilson has produced a movie. So because of this, she helped with the casting and has said that um, she always envisioned Liam, Adam, and Priyanka for the roles. That's a special kind of conflict of interest. It's <laughs> I like, think it's okay, a good conflict here's what's going to happen, guys. <laughs> I am going to star in a romantic comedy. And I'm also going to pick the person who's going to be making it with me in the romantic comedy. <laughs> and I'm just thinking off the top of my head, maybe it's Liam Hemsworth, guys. <laughs> like, okay. I don't hate her thought process. <laughs> well done, Rebel. You did it. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of the filming took place in parks or streets. So fans and paparazzi were constantly hanging around. There would be people taking photos just a few feet from the actors just out of shot. Wow. Mm-hmm. During the filming, Priyanka was dating Nick Jonas, who knows Liam and Adam's girlfriends. Liam's partner, Miley Cyrus, at the time, has dated Nick Jonas. That's right. And Adam's girlfriend, Chloe Bridges, played Nick's love interest in Camp Rock 2, The Final Jam, in 2010. Wow. This is Priyanka's second Hollywood movie, her first being Baywatch with Zac Efron. Natalie is an architect in the movie. There is a scene where she's sitting at a desk drawing up plans. This is supposed to mirror a scene in the rom-com Sleepless in Seattle. Best scenes. Best scenes. You go first. Okay, mine's super easy. It's the karaoke scene. Natalie is trying to win. Such a great scene. Josh back from Isabella, Priyanka Chopra. So they're doing this this karaoke moment. You know, Isabella is on stage and she's nailing whatever song she does. Then she tells Natalie, like, hey, Natalie, come on up. And Josh right away is like, oh, Natalie does not like karaoke because she turned him down at the beginning of the movie. Right, yes. Mind you, he said he asked her out a lot. Yeah. But never fully said, like, do you want to go on a date with me? He would just randomly ask, like, do hey, you want to go to karaoke with me? Yeah. Do you want to go for happy hour drinks? Mm, I guess. Yeah. That's pretty. Well, what else do you want to got to do? Yeah. But I, I would guess. Would you like to go on a date with me? Well, she had said that softball team was, was like going with you. Team. Yeah. A dodgeball <laughs> team. Yeah. Was going with you. And he's like, no, that was me asking you on a date. Like, right. he could have been a little bit more clear. But also, like, if I don't know like how you're vibing i'm just like hey like let's go for some drinks and see if something happens true okay i'd say let's go for some happy hour drinks anyways it's the classic natalie's like no i'm a a sing don't worry about me she gets on stage somebody trips on the mic cord (laughs) and she's just there singing you know uh i want to dance with somebody and it's kind of sucking a little bit people like this is gross and then backup dancers (laughs) jump in and it becomes this whole big production and it, like I, I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of cringy. Like it was maximum self-aware cheesiness on the rom-com side. It was a little bit cringy, but it was so much fun. There was a little jealousy in there too from Isabella. Yeah, I love the dancing. It it definitely for me made up for the lack of the dress-up montage. <laughs> That really stuck with you, eh? That's yes. sitting deep that there was no dress-up montage. You know I love the dress-up scene. <sighs> you know, the dress-up montage God. in all of the rom-coms. Okay, <laughs> so we've kind of touched on mine in a number of ways throughout. I'll kind of just go through it quickly. I love when she doesn't quite know yet that she's in the rom-com land, mm-hmm. and she's still trying to figure it out. You know, discovering it, a whole bunch of things that would be typical in a, in a rom-com. An amazing apartment, beautiful clothes, decked out walk-in closet, gay best friend, her dog actually listens to her, hot men everywhere falling at her feet, and of course, she can't swear, which, like I said before, is the moment she realizes she's stuck in a rom-com. Yeah. I just love those probably like 10, 10 minutes of like, her slowly coming to the realization of like, oh my God, I'm stuck in a freaking romantic comedy. Honorable mentions. So when they're at the Hamptons and Donnie is there, he is wearing a matching shirt and short outfit that is blue and has lobsters on it. 
I want it. <laughs> Your honorable mention is his <laughs> is outfit. Wow. His outfit. Yeah. We should uh, we should put that on our Instagram <laughs> and let people vote if it's actually a good outfit or not. I'll, um, I'll find it. We'll put it up. Okay, perfect. Because I that is my honorable mention. Absolutely loved it. My honorable mention <clears throat> is Amy Schumer. You didn't okay. miss anything. She's not in this movie, but she made a movie called I Feel Pretty yes. in 2018. It came out one year before this. And the premise of that movie is a girl who is not what would traditionally be considered as pretty, uh, is kind of obsessed with her looks. She has very low self-esteem, if these things sound familiar. And then she bonks her head when she's at one of those one of those spin classes, right? She wakes up and she has confidence overload. And the entire idea is that like you got to learn to love yourself because everyone's beautiful in their own way and you don't need to be like a size four waist mm-hmm. to be pretty. And I feel this movie is very nearly the same as that movie with a tiny bit better writing and and a <laughs> twist on basically the same premise. Like, it's kind of like what we were talking about ice cream. It's it's like you could have a vanilla ice cream with chocolate sauce or you could have a vanilla ice cream, chocolate sauce, and a little heated up brownie in there. Just like, <laughs> just toss a little hot brownie in there, boop, pop you it and in. and your brownie. And, and all of a sudden, it's just, it's just a tiny bit better. And no offense to Amy Schumer, I love her. I just think Rebel Wilson's delivery in this movie, it, it would catch me. More and I would I would laugh out loud, so much more. So I want to give Amy Schumer some props for I Feel Pretty, which in my mind is kind of the predecessor to maybe this. Yeah, I know like, with the way they shoot things, that probably it probably didn't happen that way. Yeah, but it just feels like a continuation of the same idea. I definitely see the parallels between the two movies. Yeah, I think um, I think the first twenty minutes or so, twenty five minutes or so of both of the movies are very similar. What should have been. Mine's not that great. Is that Blake? I mean, obviously, you should have ended up with Priyanka Chopra's uh, Isabella. And that's actually one part of the movie that I felt was missing for me, was that they didn't end up together. But aside from that, okay, so we we have a wealthy businessman who really just kind of wants a significant other to be some eye candy, right? He doesn't want her to work or have a job. Oh, yeah, yes. In the end, he turns out to be a prick as well in the rom-com life, too. That's right. He's still an asshole. Remember Caroline Lane from Made in Manhattan? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I think that's the kind of character he's looking for, right? Like yeah. she lives in the world of famous people, but I don't really think she has a job. She just has a little bit of money, and I think she just wants to chill on people's yachts and go to fancy galas. I love it. So that that's my what should have been. I completely agree with you, and I'm 100% supportive. Here we go. Well, well, thank you very much. Politician Sarah is here, and she agrees with this message. <laughs> Thirst factor. Well, Josh rated himself for me, so seven across the board is what That's he said, right. and I, I would agree. Seven across the board. Yeah, sevens for ah, but he's so cute and charming, though. Is yeah, he not? He's cute. I think seven point five. Okay, I bumped. I'll bump him up. I feel like I can always sway you. I know. <laughs> <sighs> what about uh, Blake Liam Hemsworth? Even though we know he's an asshole, I would say like an eight. Does Aussie? Blake get more than American Blake? No. Really? The same. You don't find the Aussie accent is more attractive well, or I less li- attractive? I like it, but in the end, they they both turned out to be pricks, so... Hey, I'm, look at you. You know? That's a very thoughtful answer. Thank you. Rewatchability. I really liked this movie, because I, I, I was laughing out loud, because they were just so absurd. They were absurd over-exaggerations of rom-coms, yeah. I, and, I, and I appreciated that. Being a rom-com lover, I appreciated the fact that they amplified it yeah like i'd say like an 8.5 so i'm going to say that this movie's rewatchability varies based on the season okay tell me more so 
really, I'm centering this around Hallmark Christmas rom-coms. Great time of year. Which, I mean, we compare this movie a lot to uh, mainstream romantic comedies, but really, if you want cliche to the max and they're serious about it yeah they're serious about it it's hallmark christmas rom-com season so i'm gonna say this movie is more rewatchable around now in the fall Mm -hmm. and jan feb okay when it's like when when those christmas rom-coms you've kind of had your fill and you're like wow these are these are a lot and then you watch this and it just makes fun of all of the cliches you just watched for the last two months so i'm gonna give it a nine in fall and as well jan feb and then it's like an eight okay. year round. And this has been the rom-com rewind of Isn't It Romantic? So make sure you pop on stingraypodcast.com. That's where we live now. And that's where our friends live as well. Follow us on Spotify if that's where you're listening. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts if that is also where you're listening. Leave a review and follow us on Instagram so you stay updated. Thanks for listening.